This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Monday and Friday video cast brought to you live on Twitch. And as always, you can catch the replay on YouTube or listen in on iTunes. Brought to you as always by Frontline Gaming, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every day. And who is this? The world's greatest 40k player, Reese, is back. Well, uh, no. Uh, yes. You're back. A.K.A. world's greatest 40k player. The goat. The goat. The goat is back. That you as, got the as the great. You look like a goat me. a little bit with the beard. <laughs> so I'll call you. I'll it's call you. Beard. I'll call you BG for Billy Goat. Billy Goat. That's right. Yeah, but not the greatest of all time. Just look like a goat. <laughs> but anyway, Francis is back, and uh, in Italy he did. He searched his roots. Found out that his name is indeed not Francis. Francis. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Francis, but uh, buddy, how was Europe? And it, first of all, it's good to have you back. Thank you. How was how was Europe? Because that was your first time on in continental Europe. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of cool people. A lot of history there. It was nice seeing the Colosseum. Um, Greece was amazing. Um, the water was freezing though. Really? Yeah. I everybody said that it was like super it's supposed to be super warm. It was cold as what? Ice. Where, cold where, as ice. Where was the where was the that's in a Greece. Good, <laughs> it's cold as something that's cold. Ice. What uh, uh what where in Greece the water was cold? Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. In Santorini, the island what? that we were on. Like it was so it was eighty two degrees, I think, and seventy percent humidity, so it was hot as shit. And then you jump into the water. And it was like so cold, like you couldn't even move. I was like, uh, all right, I'm back. <laughs> that's because like, I've been to Greece terrible. several times and the water is always like perfect. I know. That's what everybody was saying. I was like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well. But uh, no, it was amazing. Uh, if anybody hasn't been to Europe, I definitely recommend it. Uh, especially the history there alone is just so amazing seeing all the cool things that were built thousands of years ago. In some instances, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you got to go. That was uh, Frankie's first time visiting Europe. Uh, I remember we've been to England several times for work, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm glad you got to go and have a good time. Yeah. But it's good to have you back, buddy. So let's jump in and talk about the story of the day. So if you are attending the Bay Area Open, or the BAO as it's often called, the seventh annual, can you believe seven? That's crazy. I know. That's how we got our start, too. Yeah, Woo. it is indeed. The The BAO is what started everything here at Frontline Gaming. The good old and, barn. Yeah. The Barnyard Bash, baby. But if you are attending the event, please be sure to check your email. We sent out a poll. We waited as long as we could, uh, and we've been telling people we were going to do it, and we waited as long as we could. We felt it was prudent to do so, to vote on format um, topics that people have been bringing up in regards to the event, questions, concerns people have had. And this is uh, – we just want to make sure this is super clear because I know it's it always gets people – can react, overreact to things sometimes. Never. Yeah, I know. This is not ITC policy. This is strictly just 
how we're going to play at the BAO. That's it. Yep. Um, and we only put sent out the poll to people who are coming to the event. Most everybody that's coming is already voted. We're letting the poll run through Monday morning. Uh, and that's this coming Monday, which is the 10th. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and then we're going to go over the results on uh, the next podcast. And it's only three-question poll, really simple. And it's basically relating to format issues. Um, the first one being, uh, do you want to play the uh, book missions? We threw those out there at the beginning because people needed missions, right, in the ITC. Yeah. So we threw missions out right away. Because we wanted to give some, we wanted to give everybody something that was really simple, as close to the book as possible, and making just like what we consider to be some sensible changes to make some of the missions less lopsided, uh, namely kill points. Um, and then we gave a little bit of structure that we took directly from Games Workshop from their event in regards to how to score it. Uh, and then we adapted that to the ITC format so it would work with the BCP app. Yep. So those missions are, they're very simple. Uh, they're very straightforward. They're out of the book and they're a great starting point. But, uh, we had a lot of people saying, the noticing the imbalances in those missions for tournament play because they, they are not super balanced for tournament play. Uh, that's not really what they're meant for. They're, they're meant to just for, they're meant for everybody, like casual play, pickup games, all that stuff. Um, and, and match play too. But, um, we wanted to make sure that everybody had an opportunity to voice their opinion that is coming to the event. Would you prefer to play uh, the, the missions that we put out for the ITC as kind of like the get started missions? Or would you prefer to play uh, more complex or layered missions as we've done in the past where you have progressive and end of game objectives? Because it does, it changes the way the game plays quite a bit. And it, it is what people are used to in the ITC. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankie, having had a chance to play both, uh, what is your preference? Um, I like the more complex uh, missions. Uh, it just gives you more options throughout the game rather than like what we've seen. Like, I mean, uh, your game last night was a good example, right? Your, yeah. your artillery pieces made it to where all Pablo had to do was kill those, and like you basically lost. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'd like I like missions that give you other options, so yeah. that if you are at a disadvantage, at least you can do something else to mitigate it. Um, whereas the book missions tend to not allow you to come back if you're at a disadvantage. So, I agree. Uh, the Relic is another example where somebody could jump on it on turn one and run away, yeah. and you have no chance, and you're like, okay, cool, yay. <laughs> yeah, especially if you so. use the auto-go-first mechanic, which um, if you if in your community you choose to use it, by all means, do it and have fun. But um, in playtesting over hundreds and hundreds of repetitions, we found that it was not, in our opinion, um, the best or, or the, the, the most balanced way to play in competitive matches. Again, you're free to disagree, but that was kind of like what we ended up at. And we found, especially with auto go first, um, and like my example, the game I played at that RTT I went to, mm-hmm. um, where Pablo and I played on the Relic, we looked at each other and I was like, you are going to lose unless you seize the initiative. And we both knew it. Yeah. And I got kind of frustrated at the beginning of the game. I was like, this is going to be so silly. Yeah. Because, like, my army only had, I think I only had, I don't know, eight drops or something like that. And then, like like I've said this before, but my Autark with wings jumped onto the relic. Wraith Lord runs in front of him. Pablo kills the Wraith Lord. And I actually forgot to do it in the game. It didn't matter. But the game plan was you soul burst behind three rows of Wraith Guard. Good luck. Game over. On the top of the first turn. So, does that mean that the mission sucks? No, it doesn't. It just means that you're going to have... 
potentially really imbalanced situations like that. The other one's kill points. Yeah. Uh, but we, we modified that for the ITC to do it on power level so that both armies will be roughly the same. Um, and that, that worked out really well. It's been turned out to be a very popular um, change. The only people that have expressed concern, people have written in or, or, or called, are people that play Zinch and uh, the horror the horror units generate like a lot more uh, power level kill points. Mm-hmm. But Brimstone Horrors are so flipping good, I don't know if that's a bad thing. Um, again, the people playing Zinch probably like, shut up, dude. <laughs> but like, yeah. I think from like a, a game balance perspective, I don't know if that's a bad thing at this point in time. Uh, but let, you know what? Let's jump into chat. Oh, and then for me, I prefer the layered missions too. Although if people do decide they want to go with, uh, if the vote goes that people want to go with the more um, simplified missions for early 8th edition, I, I get it. Yeah, for sure. It, I mean, it, it makes it's it easy. It yeah. Makes it simpler. So, um, DKO Xylophone, I never, ever say your name right. Do, email me and tell me how to pronounce it. Like, do it phonetically. Uh, he said it's good to see the boss back. That's right. What is that? Oh boy. The boss. Make sure to tune in tonight to the watch boss. me whoop on Reese, too. Oh, get out of here. Big old welcome back. Actually, I need a, an ego boost after last <laughs> night's game. <laughs> Holy. I was throwing ice cubes for dice. Oh, man, that was bad. Uh, Sayadon. What do you think of being able to always target characters holding the relic? Uh, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, that's a that's a really good suggestion. Because the, what really screws you up on the relic, because uh, when Pablo and I played, we were talking about it, and it's like if he sees the initiative, he had a unit of scouts that would have run onto the objective, mm-hmm. and then he had Elias Isidon with three Devastator squads that would have teleported around him, and I would and it would have been the same thing in reverse. I would have not been able to get to him. And then he just runs back with a relic and that's game. Yeah. Right? Like, I, maybe I can get him with soul bursting. You know, like, maybe. But it was just, it was like, I, feel, I was like, man, this just comes down. Like, the mission was auto go first mechanic. Yeah. So I was like, I have an 83% chance of winning the game on the first turn. So I was like, this is just, like, kind of underwhelming. Like, I was like, I don't, I'm not super enjoying this. The, I think it's the auto go first mechanic that really throws the wrench into everything. Just because of how powerful, especially with how powerful, like, shooting is. Like, you can make an alpha strike army that just destroys people. Yeah. And, uh, like, if you automatically go first, you know you're going to go first, what, 89 83. Or 83%, 83% of the time. 83% of the time, yeah. Well, just it, drop then, in and annihilate people. You're like, oh, okay. A lot of the lists that are causing people to have the feel bads right now. Yeah. Like a lot of the armies that are, are making people like go, hey, this is kind of not super duper fun. The Storm Raven army, uh, knights with Guillemin or knights with Magnus, they love the auto go first mechanic because they only have four to six or seven <laughs> drops. Course, so they're also right. almost always going first. And then if you're using first blood, they're almost always getting first blood. And if you're using normal missions, it's just like there's so many advantages stacked in their favor yeah. that it's like it, – that, and that was – in playtesting, we found the same things. And that was why we're like this – you need to take away so many incentives, incentives to play these hyper-powerful Alpha Strike armies. They're like, I'm almost always going to go first. I'm almost always going to get the swing point first blood. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, well, just don't use first blood. I'm like, okay, well, now you're – now we're changing the game. So it's like you're back to the age old problem of don't change the game unless it's the change I like. Yeah. Which is what we've always dealt with. So um, I think everyone's in agreement that it's for the balance of the game, for the betterment of the game and for diversity, you want to do something, but uh, it's just, what do we do? Um, 
Yeah. And I mean, the plus one to go first is still a huge benefit. So, I mean. Yeah. If we, if we would have done that last edition, people would have been losing their minds. Yeah. What do you mean plus one to go first? Well, oh, my gosh. I mean, it goes back to like uh, the old Dark Eldar days where you had uh, the Baron that would give you plus one to go first. Or um, or Bjorn. Or Bjorn where that would give re-roll you a re-roll. This, yeah. That was super powerful. powerful. Um, and it's cool because then you can actually make those alpha strike lists and you have a benefit for uh, taking the low model counts and stuff. So. Yeah. So what do you guys think in chat? What is your preference? Do you, do you like end of game, uh, objective? We're dropping frames a little bit, Martin. Uh, do you like end of game objectives or do you like progressive, um, objectives and missions? Um, I'm, I, I like Frankie prefer progressive, um, missions because I feel like it encourages mobility. Um, one of the other lists that people are saying is not maybe the most fun is a million conscripts surrounding a million artillery pieces and progressive missions make that list uh, not as appealing, right? Like you can still take parts of it, but then you're going to need mobile elements to go win the mission. And I think that's just for the betterment of the game. That's more people are going to have more fun uh, mm. when you when you play that way. Uh, Wolf Priest Carl, when pairing beer with games, is the lighter beers for day games and the dark for night? Duh. I think it'd actually be the other way around. Duh. Right. Um, I like a shandy. When a I'm shandy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A white wine spritzer. Uh, Arco awesome. 91 says he prefers progressive missions. And plus one to go first. Yeah. Oh, that's a Bradit 2017. Oh, Bradit 2017. So he likes plus one to go first. Yeah, we, we just found that, it in, that when you do the plus one to go first as opposed to auto go first, there's more armies that can compete and you get more army diversity. It's just more enjoyable. Um, CW Dub says, I prefer progressive. I play high model count mobile armies that lend themselves to that. Yeah, and then again, if you play a high, uh, if you play an MSU army or a high unit count army, the auto go first mechanic yeah. punishing to you. And then you're almost always going to give up first blood. Again, we come back to that same problem. Yep. Uh, Lock Infinity uh, is asking if we have a Mastodon that matches my Minotaurs. Uh, we do not. Uh, a guy that lives in Arizona named Don has a Mastodon painted up to Minotaurs colors. Don the Mastodon. Yeah. Uh, Axis of Infamy says, I like a mix of progressive and terminal scoring or end of game scoring. Ravenwing or Sting on the shelf until their armor will progress. Yeah, a lot of armies just don't do well without progressive objectives. Yeah. And after playing Age of Sigmar as much as we have, I, they all, I think all but one mission in Age of Sigmar are progressive. It's just more fun. I like scoring points every turn. It's really fun. Uh, and I actually really like the Maelstrom missions now with the cards. Uh, as long as you use the discard a card you can't, you, you can't play. Uh, we've been playing them a lot and they're super Fun, especially in a casual game, I prefer to play Maelstrom. Oh, yeah, I mean, Maelstrom is wacky and wild and fun. I, I really like the Maelstrom, like, with the cards. It's, like, such a fun game just because you're, like, yeah. you're like oh, gonna get? my opponent just scored nine points. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, God. Like, Pascal and I played yeah. for fun the other week, over the weekend, and he was really, he was like, the Maelstrom's dumb. And I'm like, no, nah, try it. They, 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 they made a lot of improvements. And we were playing, and he was like, he's like, I don't know straight cards in a tournament he's all but for fun games he's like that's that was great and i'm oh, like yeah, yeah it's fun yeah. uh cw dub says the to go first is almost no-brainer oh it's all green <laughs> green screen um yeah the, the the plus one to go first makes a lot of sense i think the more people play um yeah and mariana we have no background Connecticut cowboy uh thank you very much for subscribing with twitch prime all you guys that are subscribing with twitch prime please renew it every month for us. That would be great. Yeah, they don't um, auto-renew. That's no, you have to resubscribe every month with Twitch Prime. Yeah, so. we really appreciate the support. Yeah. Um, we'll 
that new computer is on the way. Woo! Yay! So we don't keep doing the, 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 the Mr. Roboto. Um, but then the other question for the poll, and thank you for the feedback, guys. The other question for the poll is, is the, the most contentious one, as always, because it involves saying no to some models, which yeah, always yeah. upsets people, and it sucks, but uh, a lot of people would raise questions and concerns about the very big models, especially shocking i know the forge world big stuff um and a lot of people would express concern about that being not fun so uh after a lot of uh debate and deliberation on our end uh based on the feedback of people that are coming to the bao we decided to put the question out there uh you know would you like to put a limit on um uh, some people are doing wounds mm -hmm. we we decided to go with power level because there are some high wound models that are actually very benign and it, the power level actually reflects shockingly very well, the power of the model. Weird. Um, I know crazy, right? So the, uh, the second question on the poll is, would you prefer to play with, um, with everything or would you prefer to not use models of the power level of 31 or higher? Um, I know some people were asking like, where'd you come up with that? It is somewhat arbitrary. Uh, it always, it's always, it, that's inevitable. There's not like a formula or something, but we found that a lot of the problematic or uh, I guess it depends on your perspective. A lot of the models that cause people to get the feels bads were at 32 and or, or 31 and above on the power level scale. Mm -hmm. And um, th again, this is only for the BAO. This is not ITC policy. This doesn't mean this is the way it's going to be forever. Uh, this is just a starting point because people were saying, like, I'm very concerned. I'm not going to have a fun game if I have a Warhound Titan across from me yeah. or, or, or the Super Chicken Demon Lord or the, the Fellblade Falchion or the Falchion Tank Destroyer that does 2D6, 2D6 damage shots that are negative five <laughs> AP. I like um, it. And it's like, those are valid concerns, right? All right, Reese. If you were a model, what would be your power level? I think that is the question um, everybody's been dying. A miniature or a fashion model? Ooh, a uh, dealer's choice. Because <laughs> if it's a fashion model, <laughs> I'd probably be low. I'd say a one or two would be like grot level. Mm. If I was a, a, a GW model, it'd be a little better. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a runt herd. <laughs> <laughs> Over 9,000, yes. If I was a fashion model, oh, I, I, I'd why be a you? 10. Oh, because of my DBZ. I'd be a tan. be a tan. A tan, all right. So, guys, what do you think in chat? Because this is obviously the most contentious question because it involves saying to people, uh, the model you may have wanted to use, maybe you can't use it at the BAO, and, and I, that sucks. We get it. Uh, we would have asked the question earlier, but it's only we're only weeks into the edition. So we, we did it. We timed it at where we thought was the right place to do it. Um, and uh, just to address some of the feedback that we got, uh, I know I should have said my power level is 9,000. I, I, I missed it. <laughs> Uh, to address some of the feedback we got, so people are like, this isn't fair. And I'm like, no, this is actually literally the most fair way to do it is that yeah. we're not telling you what to do. Everybody gets to pick. Everyone gets an equal say in how we play the game at the BAO. That is literally the most fair way to handle it. And if you were someone who was planning on bringing a Talonar or, or whatever, and if the vote goes against that, which we don't know, but if it does... Ask yourself the question, if the majority of people did not want to play with these models, that is actually definitively the fair thing to do, right? You don't take what the least amount of people want and, and, and apply it to everybody. 
Um, that's definitively unfair. So um, just please bear that in mind. I know it's always annoying when you can't play the way you want to play, and we don't like doing it. Um, but we have to be we have to be fair to what everybody wants. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's a night worth? Asks Vorak. It's twenty seven, right? Which one? What the night nights are twenty four or twenty seven? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, their power level is right in that range. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and so thirty one is like I think the only thing in the book that's thirty one is like the Hellhammer and the Stampa. I think those are the only things that are in that range. Uh, and then at thirty two and up, you get the Brass Scorpion, the Herodon. Uh, and the Brass Scorpion right now is really problematic. I know some people may not see it, but um, it, right now it has the Heretic Astartes keyword, which I don't know why. Makes it ridiculously it, fast. So you can cast Warp yeah. Time on it, <laughs> which is insane. That's a guaranteed first turn charge yeah. with one of the most powerful units in the game, and you can put Prescience on it. Yep. And so then, it, on twos and then if it does, if you do kill it, it explodes and kills the other guys. It's really a problem right now. Um, it's not fun. Uh, if you haven't tried it, that go go try it for a laugh. Scorpion is pretty good. Yeah, um, it should not have the Heretic Astartes keyword in in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Hell direct. Uh, the majority of people don't want to play against Death Stars. Last edition, you guys never put that on a vote. How, okay, how would how do you put that how do you on get a vote? Rid of Death Stars. You go. You can't take characters. Yeah. Like how do you do that? Characters can't join units back. Yeah, like uh, like that. How explain how you do that? This God. is very easy. Just imagine in seventh, if characters couldn't join units, how bad they would be. Yeah, well, like how would you so possibly stop that? You can't take any HQs. Mm. Or, yeah, you just can't join them to a unit. Yeah. How do you stop the? It was a fundamental part of the way the game worked. Whereas last edition, we didn't allow the Titans either. Like this is nothing. If this is the way the vote goes, which yeah. we don't know, it would be it would be a no change, right? Like uh, you couldn't use a Revenant Titan or a Warhound Titan in last edition in ITC either. Yeah. Uh, Apocalypse four four eight for the health of the game and the growth of the community. I agree with your thirty two plus. Well, it's actually thirty one plus, but yeah, okay. um, uh, yeah. I, I, a lot of people brought it up, so we'll see how the vote goes. I don't. I we're not playing again. Yeah. If you guys, if it's, the, if it's whatever did, format you guys want yeah. at the BAO. So. You know, to be fair, I did vote. I always like to be fair about that. I voted once, just like everybody else. Frankie chose not to vote. Nope. So Frankie abstained from voting. Um, but yeah, and I, just for whatever, if anybody gives a crap, I voted no because I don't find them to be fun. Um, but uh, that's just my opinion, and you guys are free to do it how you want. If everyone says, yeah, we do want to use the Titans. By all means, go crazy and have fun. And I'll take lots of pictures and be like, check out all these awesome models. Uh, CW Dub, vote early and vote often. Well, you can only vote once. But <laughs> uh, Lock Infinity, uh, all the OP Tau units are less than 31 power level. Um, except for the Talonar. Except for the Talonar, which is, you know, <laughs> worth noteworthy. Um, yeah, a lot of the powerful stuff still fits there's in. Still, like, there's a lot of units that still fit in. Yeah, two of the Demon Lords fit in. I think they're probably the... Well, the, the, the Zaraki and L, the Slanesh one, hits like a truck. Yes. But she's actually relatively easy to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still... Like, the, the vast majority of the models in the game are still included, including okay. all the Forge World stuff. Um, Tag uh, 8833. So many options to ban... Uh, Death Star is last edition. No combined units 
worth more than 600 points. Okay, but how do you do that? So in a po- <laughs> so, so, so in a game, took a unit of Lehman Russes. Like, yeah. oh, get out of here. No, but like just imagine a game, right? So you've got this unit, and then you've got an HQ join. He's going to go your opponent, has, no, 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 your no. opponent has a calculator. He's like, oh, you can't join that guy there. Yeah. Sorry, dude. That's, whoa, 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 bro. Whoa. But, and then you're like, well, I used my commie melter, so he doesn't have that anymore. He <laughs> lost those points. You're like, oh, well, you okay, don't lose right. the commie Maybe you do. <laughs> Maybe you do. Anyway, I think that we're joking here, obviously. But yeah. the, the question is, that's a, that's a, like an infinitely more complicated thing to do. Although I guess that that's a good that's a good suggestion. Sure. Yeah, there's there. a lot of things you could have done, but that is like making it so complex. Uh, Nova Star, if I shave my beard, can I vote twice, like in the gangs of New York? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we go off your email address and your first and last name, which we use to verify that you're actually coming to the BAO. So I don't know if the beard would work, but uh, nice try. Bravich, 2017. I kind of like having no Forge World class as a possible solution. That was brought up. Um, that was brought up on the straight up no Forge World, but that really runs counter to everything that um, 8th edition is supposed to be about, right? Um yeah, I, a lot of actually a lot of people did bring that up, and that was ultra contentious. People were like screaming at each other, but we've always tried to be inclusive of Forge World, and in our opinions, um, I always find it interesting when people are like, "Well, if you're going to say no Revenant, no Forge World at all," and I'm like, "That does not make sense." So you're saying if I can't eat my cookie, no one else can have a cookie either? Like, yes, <laughs> get that out of your hand. Duh. I think that's more of a misery loves company thing than an actual like viable logical solution. Because there, that's like saying that every Forge World unit is exactly equivalent to the other, every other. They Forge are unit. Reese, right? It's complete game balance. It, but it's just like it does. Like to me, that just does. That is not. That, there's no logic in there whatsoever. It rolls down to like, well, if I can't have my thing, I don't want you to have your thing. And it's like I don't think that's the, the like middle spiteful. path. Yeah, it's just me. Um, okay. uh, Big Titans. Um. <laughs> Someone's making the argument about Titans not winning events. Well, uh, Fair it's, enough. we're two weeks into the edition, so I don't know if that's actually... How many events have time. there been? And again, you guys, like, we do not base these uh, decisions off of... We don't go like, who won a tournament? Well, screw them. That's never, ever been the way we've done things. Yeah. It's about what is fun to play, right? And we've always tried to make that the priority. Uh, of course, we're, we're competitive gamers, too. And we want a competitive format. But uh, if you think that the only way to have a competitive format is to, you know, include Warlord Titans and stuff, uh, I, I think a lot of people are going to disagree with you. Uh, the level of competition is not uh, contingent upon the models that you allow. It's on the, the caliber of the player on the table across from you. Yeah. Um, uh, up your skill level, right? Like, go play against really good players. You will, get, you will scratch the competitive itch. You don't need necessarily to um, allow every no, everything, right? Not. I think that you're going to create an environment where less people will have fun. And I think that the evidence has shown that over time. Uh, DKO's iPhone, yes, it's called being an adult and compromise. Oh, well, yeah. Um, yes. You said it in a way that perhaps is maybe a little inflammatory, but I, I tend to agree with the, the philosophy of what you're saying. We always try to find the middle road. Um, yeah. Tag eight eight three three. Yeah, it sounds like you have a lot more. Sounds like you have a lot better ideas than we do. So I think you should just do it yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if we can't learn from our mistakes, brought it up and saying there were no 
solutions is super pitiful. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, whatever. Okay, maybe I, I shouldn't even ask that silly question. <laughs> or no, somebody else asked the question. Yeah, but, you know, we, like just, the, the, we just said, how do you do it? So. Yeah, well, the um, <laughs> that I mean, that's in the past, and we honestly, you guys, like, we did our best to address that in seventh edition, given the the situation that that we had, and we did. We took steps to try and mitigate it, and the ITC was the most moderate format that was in existence at the time. Um, but you guys, like, I, I would be not surprised if you saw other of the big formats or the other big tournaments having similar um, formats proposed, right? The In playtesting, we found the big guys were extremely not or disruptive. So yeah. take that for what it's worth. Um, Helldirect is on the warpath. Let's give him his, let's give him his soapbox. Playing against 120 conscripts or brimstones is arguably even less fun. Yeah, you know, I, you could argue that anything is less fun. Like some people love playing against the Titans, and that's why we put the question out there. If we were making the choice on our own, we would have just said no. But we didn't think that was fair. So we gave everybody a fair chance to vote. I voted once because I have strong feelings on it. Frankie chose not to vote because he's not playing. Um, you guys get one vote each. So if you're right, uh, Helldirect, and other people feel like you do, if a majority of people feel the way you do, then that's what's going to happen. And then I hope you have a great time. Yeah. But if you're wrong and like, I'm just making this up, I don't know. I, I do know how the vote's going, but I'm not indicating any information. But let's say it's a very big majority of people don't want it. Then the, the evidence shows that um, those models at this point in time are not the way people want to play the game. And then yeah. that's the way we should all be willing to compromise. But, I mean, if that is the way that it goes, I guarantee that at most of the large events, there will be other uh, tournaments and such going on that you will be able to use those yeah. kinds of models. So. I mean, they're already in place. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. Apocalypse and such like that. The so, Gladiator, I mean, yeah. um, all kinds of fun stuff. So you will, you'll be able to use the big stuff, but if, like, your dream is to play, like, I, we actually had someone write in, he's like, where's the Titan uh, ITC faction? And I was like, isn't that, like, one model? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'm uh, going for the gold you know octa school just subscribe with twitch prime thank you so much thank you very much uh, we really appreciate really it. appreciate the support uh you are the man or woman uh anyway we'll move on to the next question because i think a lot of people um have expressed their opinion and we really appreciate everybody expressing their opinion because th th this is about compromise it okay. just it just is like in no competitive game Everyone has different ideas. We're all passionate about this. Everyone's opinion is valid. Even if we tease you a little bit, your opinion is valid. Um, and we want everyone to be happy as much as possible. But you know. yeah. Uh, the last question on the poll, GW has announced on their Warhammer community page that uh, at the very least, we're going to get Space Marines this month. The Space Marine 8th edition codex will be out this month. Crazy. Um, it was funny because people were like, man, Codex is going to take forever. And then Frank and I were like, well, I just have to wait and see, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, they already said that we're going to get 10 Codexes this year, 2017. That's 10. a lot. Do the math on that. That's do, a lot of Codexes. Do the math on how quickly these are going to come out. But we said, hey, guys, for the BAO, it's a brand new edition. This is really new. Do you, do you want to play with stuff that come, may come out? We don't know when it's going to come out, obviously, but... Yeah, uh, it may come out like the week before the BAO. Do we want to include that new material, or do we want to say, "Hey, for the BAO, let's just use indexes"? And um, that was the last question on the poll. So, you know, are you prepared to jump in with with indexes and maybe one or more codexes? And um, we'll, we'll see how people vote on that because um, 
it, it's tough. Normally we kind of like put a time limit. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But uh, I think just because the edition's so new, it's fair just to go like, are you guys prepared to absorb even more information? <laughs> yeah. um, Chris, oh, guys in the chat are getting a little feisty. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, Helderick, um, we'll give you we'll give you one more uh, shout out here because you have been very reasonable and I appreciate that. Don't get me wrong, I love you guys in the ITC. I just disagree with the decision to even put this to a vote. People have an internal bias towards Titans, do they? I think most people want to use them. That's yeah. definitely been the experience I've gotten. I don't know if people have an internal bias, or maybe a couple people that just got their butts kicked by them once, but. I, I think I the, the 100% what I have gathered is that everyone wants yeah. to use them because they're awesome models, but that the rules for them have typically been inappropriate for small games. Which is unfortunate. I mean, we would love for. I, I freaking I have a Townar. I want to put it on I the table. I have a Revenant Titan. Game. I have a Stomp. It's beautiful. Yeah. I have a Hellhammer. Yeah. I have a Baneblade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have like all the models. <laughs> I have a brass yeah. scorpion. Like we have the models. I have like, like half the models that are not going to be used are ones we own. Yeah. <laughs> for if, crying out if loud! If the vote goes that way, yeah, like, ha we have all the models. So it's like it hurts us just as much as everybody else. So it's, yeah, I mean the proposition. We'll see how everybody votes. We yeah. get surprised by the votes all the time. It's funny. I do have to mention one guy voted. And he's like, you know, it's not going to go that way. And I was like, well then aren't you subconsciously saying that you know people don't want to play against it yeah i mean if if you have to come and you get angry about it even being to a vote and you because you know it's not going to pass then there must be a problem right yeah like it, a majority of people must not want it for you to think that way. to have those feelings right yeah. like like every time i put it on the table the other person cringes and is like ah no. so um and, and again guys like we're making this as equitable and fair as possible like yeah, we'll see which way the wind blows uh, on all of these topics. Um, yeah. But make sure you make sure you vote. We've already got well over two thirds of the people who voted. That's a really good response for uh, the way these go. Um, if you didn't get the email, please ping me at contact at frontlinegaming.org. If you, of course, if you're going to the BAO, yeah. and I will uh, forward you the poll. Really simple. Um, Jinking Riptide. Yes, if you're in San Diego, swing on by. We have a store and tables and everything. It's really weird. You can. You don't have to provide <laughs> us with pizza, but we'll take it. We do love pizza. Yeah, and we're working. We have some. Uh, uh, we're working on some really nice tables for the storefront too. So if people want to jump in and get some games in. That would be awesome. So anyway, guys, thank you for the discussion. I know people have strong feelings about this, as always, um, and uh, we really appreciate the feedback. And it helps us to make the best possible event for you all. Uh, also, the Las Vegas Open 2018 registration will be opening up in about two weeks. Uh, get pumped! This fills up really quickly. Uh, the, the marquee events, the big flagship events do tend to fill up really fast. And, uh, the format for that, of course, is still, uh, as of yet undecided because the, what we're talking about again is only the BAO. Yep. But, um, I would imagine it will end up being something similar, similar to that. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see, uh, how this goes, but it's going to be the biggest and the best LVO yet. Make sure to mark your calendar. You can book your hotel room now if you want. The link is in the show notes. I uh, can't wait. Let's hit a thousand 40k champs this year. That would be Let's do it. That would be amazing. Of terrain. Uh, why do you have to bring up that? Why do you have to be negative? Uh, uh, also, we do have the industrial FLG mat available in 4x4, 3x3, and 4x6 foot sizes. Absolutely one of my favorite mats that we've made. Gorgeous. Of course, the industrial terrain that goes with it. 
some of the coolest ITC terrain that we have made to date. Those bundles are available as well. Check it out. Absolutely awesome, Matt. And we have quite a few more that we will be releasing in the very near future, including some licensed mats. All right, ITC events. There's a ton of them this weekend, uh, all over the world per usual. And we do have a GT, the very long running, the very cool GT, wet coast GT in Burnaby, British Columbia, in Canada. <laughs> Make sure to get out there and get your points. And Frankie, let's talk about the standings. Let's talk about love, baby. Let's talk, Let's talk about, about you oh, and me. I need uh, some backwards uh, uh, overalls <laughs> on. Uh, get my Chris, awesome. get my crisscross on. So, top ten current ITC 40k rankings. We have so many active participants already, and we're only like a quarter of the way into the season. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I love it. Yeah, it is. We're gonna. It's gonna set record numbers by a mile this year. Oh, yeah. Number one, still Ian Andrew is crushing it. Well done. He has got a twenty-one point lead. Andrew Ford has jumped into second place. David Johansson is currently in third. Vincent Arroyo in fourth. Herb Schaefer in fifth. Paul McKelvey is up in sixth. Seven, Kieran Howard. Eight, Ryan Olson. Nine, Don. Don, Don Mastodon Hoosen. That's the guy with the Mastodon right there. Well done. He is in ninth and 10. Jack Kennard. Well done, guys. Uh, it's very exciting to see how the 8th edition meta is rolling out. And our Australian friends, the Aussie Battlers, continue to lead the pack with the team ranking number one. Come Only- on. <laughs> Come on. They're man. killing it down under. Come on. Only seven points above the Mugu Legion, though, a very strong West Coast team. And third place, Beast Coast, a very strong East Coast team that always kicks butt. Yep. Can Hammer in fourth, Desperado down in fifth. Very, very solid faction rankings. Adrian Jannard continues to lead the pack for Sisters of Battle. Space Marines, we have Nate Bates is currently in first place. Astromilitarum, Sean Porter. Blood Angels, we have Timothy Travers. Chaos Demons, we have Ian Andrew currently leading the pack. Chaos Renegades, we have Aaron Hayden. Chaos Space Marines, we have Mark Perry. Uh, Adeptus Mechanicus, or Colt Mechanicus, excuse me, Robert Harp. That will all be joined in with Skitari. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Angels, we have Ben Rorison. Dark Eldar, Troy Selaweski. Death Watch, Anthony D'Amour. Eldar, we have Andrew Ford. Eldar Corsairs, we have Carter Leach. Grey Knights, we have Shaylin Allen. Nice. That's going to be a hotly contested. Heck yeah. Uh, Grey Knights are quite good in 8th edition. Gene Sealer Colt, we have Josh Bagwell, Harlequins. This one's also going to get red hot because yes. they are so good. David Ivings is currently leading the pack. Imperial Knights, we have Mike Keys. Inquisition, Jason Ryder. Knight Renegades, we have Tom Drury. Corn Demikin, <laughs> Frozen in Time. Can we just, I'm going to tip my imaginary 40 out for our KDK players, myself included. Yeah. Uh, James Shop. Forever and ever will be the final top guy with KDK. Maybe they'll get back. a codex. Military Tempestive, Tempestus, Bill Durrett. Necrons, we have Alex Gonzalez. Officio Assassinorum, we have Paul Boutine. Orcs, Andrew Helland. Skitari, Matt Evans. Space Wolves, we have Mitch Pelham and Tau. Paul McKelvey. Lastly, Tyranids, Henry II. Well done. All right. So Twitch, uh, we'll jump back in, answer a couple more questions before we close it down. 
Apocalypse 448. I got my 6x4 fat mat or FLG mat and it is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your business. We really appreciate that. Uh, tag 8833. I'm super interested to see how the BAO turns out with the modified Eternal War missions. We've been trying them a bit and it definitely lends itself to a different meta. Yeah, it does. Nice. It does. The, the, end, of, the end of game objective missions, are, they, the missions change the way the game plays big time. Yes. Big time. Um, and if everybody wants to stick to like close to the book missions, which is what we threw out there in the beginning, go for it. Let's rock it. Um, hey, Dreadnought says that's me. Frozen in time is the KDK player. Well done. Uh, will I get a plaque? You know what? We will. We'll send you one because that was a viable, viable faction when we started the season, mm. and we know you have one. <laughs> There's no more drama involved. We'll send you a nice... Uh, um, send you a screenshot of a plaque. Yeah. We'll send you... We'll draw um, a cool picture with crayon on a piece of scrap paper. And it'll say, KDK, yay. Go, dude. Go, dude. You did You did the thing. You I'm done did it. We'll, we'll get you a... We'll get you a trophy, buddy. You earned it. Uh, CW Dub. Different topic. I am straight struggling with Gene Stiller Colt MSU style. Is Mech Gene Stiller Colt Chimera Spam the way to go? Um, uh, I mean, that's pretty solid. Or you can say... The demo charges. The demo charges are really good. I was playing a mix those. of Astro Militarum and Gene Circle, and I, I and uh, I had really enjoyed it. I thought they did yeah. really well. Uh, Gene Circle, Gene Sealers, I think are better. Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 ability to pop up out of the um, shadows, and then um, the psychic powers you have access to are better for Gene Stealers. They're really good. Stopping Overwatch, pretty pretty good. Um, and then uh, yeah. You, I think they're phenomenal. The, and then the Patriarch is better than the Broodlord, in my opinion. Because mm -hmm. he, can, he can look out certain wounds. It's not bad. Pretty good. Uh, Aether, if I, was to do, if I was to do a last cannon shot that went into a Tau suit and rolled a six for damage. For damage How many drones will die? One drone. So. Um, the damage is switched into a mortal wound. Yes, the damage is switched into a mortal wound. <laughs> right? No, it's the yeah. wound. No, no. It's, basically, basically, no you, you don't roll the damage. No. Yeah, you take so the wound. Yeah. Yeah, when you shoot and you wound, then that's when the Tau player decides to transfer it to a drone or whatever. Yep. And then they just take a mortal wound. Yeah, so then, and then the drone dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, as it is written at this point in time. It's a guaranteed kill. Um, Wolf Reese Carl asked, Frankie, did you do any gaming while you were in Europe? I did not, but it was funny. Uh, one of the Airbnbs that we uh, stayed at was literally next door to a GW store. That's awesome. <laughs> um, this Carl Fatella... Any update on the tournament trays? Uh, we are trying to get those out as fast as possible. Um, yeah, they're awesome. Like, yeah. such a simple thing, but they're really, really awesome. And we might be working on some other cool stuff that you can use with that. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. uh, I notice on your stream sometimes play touching terrain as in terrain. Would you normally apply this to impassable type terrain? Asks tag 8833. Yeah, so GW actually defined that for you. Terrain is not wholly on. It's, it's like any part of the base. Um, and the terrain, it is a little weird for cover this edition. You have to be on or touching terrain to get a save. Um, so what sometimes, like if you have a vehicle is I think the best example and you're touching a piece of terrain and then there's something that's blocking line of sight from you and the person firing at you, you do actually get cover. That It's very abstract. Yeah. It's a little different. It's really weird. Um, uh, 40k TV. If a vehicle is firing points, sisters repressor, can the models inside fire if the tank has fallen back? Um, you have to look at the rules for the repressor itself. Um, like the Dark Eldar vehicles, they do count as being in combat when they fall back. 
um, but I'm not sure how the repressor is worded. I think it says that the, the, the condition of the vehicle applies to the models. I'm not positive, so. The repressor uh, is check. crazy good. The repressor good. is pretty freaking good. Uh, Omega, hey, it's been a long time since I played 40K. About two months or so, I know what there is to know, know about 8th, but not enough to know what the meta looks like. <laughs> What seems to be... That's like a rhyme. I know what there is to know. I don't think there is a meta yet, uh, Omega. I think um, it's still evolving. So. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're using auto go first, if you're using uh, end of game objectives, if you're using first blood, there are some early um, armies that are really crushing. Uh, it's the flyer list with... Um, Star insert. Ravens. Yeah, and then like Knights and Guillemin or Knights and Magnus. That Those lists are winning tournaments right now. If you're playing straight out of the book... For, I think, for, to me, for obvious reasons. Yeah, so um, be ready for vehicles and yeah. be ready for a lot of infantry. Yeah, because yeah, hordes are also really good. The other, um, some of the other ones like conscripts, raisin wings, yeah. brimstones, um, kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, but those are both, right now, they're, they're doing really well. Yeah. Sorry, I can't see your name, but uh, speaking of Harlequins being pretty mean, do you think Rising Crescendo is better than going Gunari? Yes. I think for Harlequins. Do you think so? I think for Harlequins, Rising Crescendo is way better than going, you know. Yeah. But the other factions, like Eldar and Dark Eldar, going with uh, Yunari is really strong. Well, for Eldar, it's like a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, you go Yunari. Um, oh, also, guys, we the FAQ did clarify that um, Yunari is by detachment. Mm -hmm. So just so that you guys understand that. And that, um, yeah, so just uh, you can check the GW FAQ, which is extensive and awesome. Uh, that Mofo Dino, I like your name. If uh, you deep strike Terminators and a Sorcerer, can you give the warp time um, to, to them and move? Look. Oh, can you yeah. do it? Yeah. Yes. yes. You can cast warp time on a unit that, that came out of reserves. 100%. Absolutely. Yes, you can. Uh, that's like a core tactic of Chaos Space Marines. Uh, tag 8833. For abilities that let you reroll charges like here we go, can you reroll just one die? That has not been answered in the FAQ yet. I read it as you reroll both, um, but that's definitely not clear. Yeah, it's it's definitely not clear because you could read it. You could see it both ways. Uh, three orange whips. Is the FLG store terrain painted or unpainted? No, it is not painted. Uh, if we sold it at that price fully painted, we would go out of business really quick. <laughs> uh, it does look awesome, though. Thank you for that. Uh, you do assemble it and paint it yourself, but it's yeah. easy to do both. The, the stuff in the store is painted, yes, th that you play with, but the stuff that we sell is not painted. Oh, do you mean in the web store or like coming into the store? Yeah. Oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not I mean, sure what... Yeah. I, but we uh, answered both questions. So. Any word on an Eldar... FLG mat or terrain? Well, uh, we would never make style. an Eldar FLG mat. That would no, just be silly. That would be really weird. It Rude. It would be, be something like... I mean, if we are working on anything, it'd be like space elves. Maybe something. elves in space that yeah. maybe we would consider. Yeah. Which, but an Eldar mat? No. Get out of here. No. No, we wouldn't even consider that idea. Uh, if a if a Grey Knight unit or model uses Gate of Infinity out of combat... This is a great question. I don't know the answer to this. Raw, I think, is very clear. Uh, if you Gate out of combat, can you then act as normal because you did not withdraw? You didn't fall oh, back. Shoot, charge. So uh, I would say yes. Raw, yes. I believe you can. Yeah. And I don't think it's that big of a deal because it's one unit. No. And I, right. I think that's totally reasonable too. Uh, uh, 40K TV says the data sheet says nothing Frankie. Well, in my well, then they're not locked in combat, so uh, you can still shoot. Uh, that needs to be FAQ'd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was reading terrain rules for vehicles. It does not say it has to be touching on. No, it's it's in the core rules. Yeah. I know the terrain rules are a little confusing. Uh, they can use for, some clarification. For vehicles, yeah. You know, the, you look at them, you look at the core rules, and yeah. it says in order to get cover, you, 
uh, unit has to be complete, like the whole unit must be inner on terrain. And so you take that as a starting point and then you go to the terrain rules because they modify that core rule. Uh, sized in uh, the latest FAQ, not allow a mix of Unari and Craft World detachments. Would you rather take Kane or Incarn um, in a mostly shooty list? Uh, I don't know. Well, you can't take the Avatar of Kane with Unari. Um, you'd have to have a different detachment. Well, I mean, the Incarn is great, so I just go with the Incarn. Yeah, the Incarn is great. It's super awesome. good. Uh, it's in the FAQ now that they needed to abide by the restrictions for the basic terrain rules. And, oh yeah, uh, Ninja the Wave. Uh, you kids and your numbers and your letters all jumbled up. In my day, they didn't mix. They kept them separate. Um, yeah, it's in the FAQ that you start with the core terrain rules and then you modify them. Uh, tag 8833, thanks for answering questions. It's always helpful. You're very welcome. Uh, okay, guys, well, and then Go Boy, how many birds do you need to be a fully... Uh, I can't say it. We'll call that a cluck, a cluck blocker. <laughs> the, I, okay, guys. Once again, we're going to give you a friendly piece of advice from the FLG team. If you see a list that revolves around exploiting something that's clearly wrong, I wouldn't invest the time, energy, and money into making an army that exploited that loophole. We'll just give you that friendly piece of advice. Just seeing the FAQs that have been coming out and such, it seems like they are on top of it. It seems, so, it seems like GW is shutting those things down. <laughs> so um, that's, I think. But they might not. Yeah. So, uh, but the birds are really good. They're <laughs> stupid. Um, and I, I believe that. Flying monkeys. Flying monkeys, baby. So yeah, I would I would avoid making an army that exploited what would be an obvious loophole, in my opinion. But you guys do what you want, and who knows? GW's in charge. So guys, thank you so much for joining us, and hope you enjoyed episode 546 of Signals from the Frontline. Please vote if you're going to the BAO, and for those of you who are not going to the BAO but you play in the ITC, start thinking about some of these questions because they'll probably end up being pertinent for. Uh, for the ITC. Yeah, and uh, tune in tonight at uh, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time to watch me whoop on Reese. Give him a shellacking. That's right. I got shellacked last it's night. I don't want to get shellacked again. Good thing you took a tank, or you wore a tank top today. Why? I don't know. <laughs> so I can see the, <laughs> we'll figure I can it out. You see the, the boot marks <laughs> as you <laughs> kick my ass. All, All right, right, guys. Thanks, guys.